0: Hey everyone, today's episode is from the 12-week startup that is currently happening over at SueBriceEducation.com. Every Tuesday, I go live with a special guest and we record it for you as a bonus episode for you to listen to. If you wanna be part of the question and answer live session that we do, head over to SueBriceEducation.com slash live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. You can join in on the support that we have going on over there to help photographers to take their business to the next level. Also, if you're not part of the 12 12- 12-week startup yet and you want to access all of the weekly life-changing content that Sue has created for you, head over to suebriceeducation.com and you can sign up there. Okay, let's start the show. Just a quick heads up that you'll be hearing me refer to images and that we're looking at images. So Obviously, you won't be able to see those photos. However, if you want to see all of the images that we refer to, make sure to log in to subriceeducation.com where you can watch the whole thing because we actually recorded this live and did it on video through Zoom with our guest speakers. If you're not a member of Subrice Education, head over to subriceeducation.com where you can sign up to become a member. Okay, let's get started. All right, so we are going to get started with week 6 of the 12-week startup. Again, this is another big week and I know I say that every week, but really each week builds on each other and like if you're thinking, "Well, I had I haven't finished week 1 or week 3 or whatever." That's okay. It's always a work in progress. I mean, I know I'm still revisiting and going back to the different modules and just making sure that I have everything, you know, just growing and and just It's always a work in progress. So don't feel badly if you're not completely caught up. The point of the 12 week startup, yes, is to go through it all, but it's never, it's like a never ending thing. But marketing is one of those things where it doesn't matter if you have the most beautiful photos in the world. If you aren't marketing, those clients are not gonna be knocking on your door. And you might look at someone else's photos and be like, well, her photos aren't even that great, or his photos are just like mediocre, but you can tell they're always busy and booking clients. I guarantee you it's because they're out there marketing themselves. It is everything. If you're hiding behind your computer, if you haven't come up with your pitch, if you're not doing any printables, If you don't have a really strong online presence, all of these things are so, so, so integral when it comes to marketing. And I don't want to overwhelm you. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to say, like, you have to have everything perfect, but you have to be doing it. And I know this, you know, the time that we're in with doing in-person, in-person marketing, it's kind of tricky, but I have Christina Hauser with me and, and I'm going to bring her on a little bit later. And, and we're going to talk about how we have kind of shifted our in-person marketing because that's truly how we grew our business It's with in-person, in-person marketing. And we're like, well, oh, you know, okay, now we can't really do much in person. So now what do we do? And we're going to talk about how we shifted and hopefully give you some ideas there. We're also going to talk about online marketing. And I have Jerson Lopez with me to just talk a little bit more about how you can market yourself online. So every week prior to coming on and doing coaching with you, I always chat with Sue and just, you know, she, she, there's always a few things she wants me to bring up with you. And one of the things we were talking about when it comes to online marketing is really truly how simple it can be to create just a slideshow of your beautiful work. It doesn't need to be anything crazy. It's something that can be done easily in Animoto. And Sue was like, I want you to ask them, when is the last time you've created a slideshow of your work? Now, if you're still in the portfolio building phase, that's totally fine. But what we want you to do is get some shoots done. Find a way. If you have to do it outside with your mask on, however you can do it safely, you've got to get that portfolio built or, or you can't market. I mean, what are you going to market with? You have to have some photos. It doesn't need to cost you money you know find someone who's really good at doing their own hair and makeup if you can't pay for hair and makeup or what I did when I was building my portfolio is I had them pay for their hair and makeup and then I gave them my favorite digitals just as an exchange so there's always a way to do it so if you're still building your portfolio make sure you go back to some of these you know segments that we've had before and and work through that there's also a contact sheet in the downloads section where you can use that contact sheet that Sue has created for you to input your very best work to use for marketing. Okay, so speaking of contact sheet, Sue wanted me to show you a video. It's under a minute long. It's something that she very simply put together showing her work, and again, you can use this contact sheet that is in the downloadables to make your own, you know, sort of video. Important things that I want you to listen for and watch for. The music. Make sure it's dynamic music. Make sure you have your best work. So don't show, you know, 30 photos from the from the same shoot. You want to make sure you're showing a variety and your strongest one or two or maybe three photos from each shoot. So let's let's take a look at the video that Sue, Sue made the one minute video and then we'll come back. I mean, doesn't that just like suck you in, like making you want more? And one of the things I love about the way she created that is it's quick. Like you get such a good idea about her body of work because it's fast. It's not just like a whole lot of like staying in one photo forever. And you know, it doesn't need to be as fast as what Sue did, but it doesn't, it's not boring, you know, it doesn't spend too long on one time. All you have to do, see if you can get someone in your family or a friend or someone to do a trade with, do a couple clips of you with your camera the way Sue did. It doesn't need to be this like big, expensive production. And again, you can just make a slideshow by dragging and dropping right into Animoto. If you have Animoto, there's lots of other slideshow, you know, platforms that you can use as well. But all you have to do is just drag and drop some of your best work into this slideshow and and find some beautiful music. We have music in the Portrait Master store that you can use that's super dynamic. It doesn't have to be hard. And that's the point. So if you don't have something like this yet, this is one of your challenges this week. Create something that you can put out there that just blows people away, that makes people want more. And then when, okay, so during the portrait masters conference, Sue and I were just looking for something. She was looking through, through her Vimeo for an old video. And she was like, oh my God, Nikki, look, this is the first video that we ever made for you. I didn't have any marketing videos or anything. And I know you're probably thinking like, oh, Sue made this for you, but honestly, all she did, and you could easily do a trade with someone. She took like five second clips As I was moving around, I had my makeup artist do her own makeup, and she happens to be very beautiful, so that that helped. She did her own makeup, and Sue was just like moving around me. She did like five-second clips, probably like, I don't know, 45-second clips, and then we just put them all together to music, and that was it. And I had this video, and it was like, oh my gosh, it was not as hard as you would think. Video and editing and all this does not come easy to me, so it's not like, oh... You know, I'm just really great at it. Literally, you could have anyone come in and do five-second video clips of you and put it together really easily into a video. So I want to show you this very first video, and I've made so many different videos since then that um, represent my work a little bit differently, and maybe a little bit better now, but this video booked me a lot of clients, and this was back in 2000, I think we did this in 2012 or 2013. So let's watch this real quick. It's so funny to watch that. I mean, not funny, it's just, it takes me back because I did not have a large body of work back then. I was still building my portfolio. So it wasn't like, like where Suze, she has a large body of work, obviously, and she's able to do that. And now I'm able to do that and put slideshows together. But back then I was like, I just need to show the experience because I don't have a whole, you know, huge portfolio yet. So I was like, okay, if we can just show the experience, literally all she did was photograph multiple five seconds clips and we put it all together. So it just doesn't need to be that difficult. So one of your challenges this week is to put together one of, just some sort of video, a one-minute video just showcasing your work as a slideshow with beautiful music. All right, so in-person marketing. We're going to start there, and I'm going to bring Christina Hauser on because she is just brilliant at in-person marketing. She and I both have compared notes. We're very similar with how we grew our business, and we did it through these marketing like networking groups, women's networking groups. Actually, Christina was – BNI was her big thing, and that's men and women – Although when I do say women's networking groups, men out there, I want you to understand that a lot of these groups will let men in. It's not just, it's just marketed to women. So there was a group that I was part of. We had three or four guys that were in our group and we always knew what they did. They stood out because they were guys, you know, and they were fun. And we just always knew, you know, that Howard was our website guy. Like we knew, what the guys did. So don't shy away from women's networking groups. You can always just approach and and ask and see what they say. Um, So, okay, let's bring in Christina Hauser. And Christina is episode number three on the Portrait System podcast. She is such an incredible wedding photographer on top of being a portrait photographer. She has a salon attached to her studio. I mean, talk about like pivoting and making things work and just, she's just, just Unbelievable. And, and especially during this time, you know, she and I were kind of like, well, okay, normally we would market in person, and we can't really do much of that now. So how are we going to do this? So, Christina, how are you?
1: Hi, Nikki. I'm great. How are you? It's so good to see you.
0: I'm doing so well, of course. It's always so good to see you, too. Um, okay, let's talk all things in-person marketing. How did you start doing it? Like, what was your initial jump into the whole networking world.
1: So I was really early on still in being a professional photographer to the point where I was even scared to say that out loud, to be honest. I was I was a graphic designer, I played with photography, and I was trying to find a way to make photography uh, be my full-time career. And I knew that one of the strengths or the things that lit me, lit a fire in me was people anyways. That's why I love being a portrait photographer. And so one day I finally was like, all right, somebody invited me yet again to another networking meeting and I had my first business cards and I was like, all right, I'm going to go. And just like you, mine was, uh, it was Working Women of Tampa Bay. So not only exclusive to women, but it was a lot of women business owners. And for me, it just felt like a comfortable place to start.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and I, I wasn't too nervous as far as being in person and talking with people. That's that's not something that trips me up. But talking about my work was a skill that I had to build for
0: sure. Yeah. You said a few things in there that I, that I want to address. One is that for you, it comes naturally just to come in and just to talk to people. And I'm the same. I've always, it's just, it's pretty easy for me to speak to people. That doesn't mean I wasn't super nervous or sometimes wanted to like drive away once I was in the parking lot. Like, oh, I don't even want to go in right now. Like, I know you had those days. I certainly had those days. But Sue actually addresses this in the marketing intensive. So in addition to the videos that we have in week six in the marketing, there's also the marketing intensive where Sue talks about there are two different types of marketers. There are the introverted people who this just sucks and you're like, I hate it. And then you have extroverted people who it's kind of their superpower. But it doesn't matter. There's always a way to do it. Because even if I wasn't, you know, more outgoing or whatever, all you have to do is just go up to them and ask them what they do. And then you're off the hook. They're talking about themselves. And you're, like, nodding like a good listener and showing interest. And eventually they're going to ask you what you do. And then you can say it. But another thing you said is about the pitch. So you said it was about learning to talk about to speak about what you do. So how did you end up coming up with a pitch for what you you know what you do?
1: Well, as I was building my business, so initially it didn't even have a studio. So it was more talking about and like you said, it always that's one of my biggest uh, networking tips is don't make it all about you. To be honest, people really just care about themselves. And the more you can talk about them, the happier you're gonna make them and they're gonna walk away from you feeling like, oh, I really liked her even if they didn't learn a whole lot about you, if you made them feel good by being interested and truly genuinely interested in what it is they do. Do they have a family? And so that's how I always just broke the ice. And when the conversation would come back to me and what is it that you do, I would say, oh, I'm a photographer and I love it so much. And I do this and I do that. And I would kind of just word vomit my excitement (laughs) because I'm a very excited person and like high energy person. And I had to hone that into a specific pitch. And what, What helped me do that was going from these kind of bop around networking events where you showed up once a month or they had a coffee event here, a cocktail event there, and getting into these more specific groups. So you mentioned I was in BNI. So that's a more dedicated type of networking. So it's not only a big financial investment, but it's a huge time investment. But that's what really taught me how to hone in on what it is I do. It, it helped me to open a studio um, and it helped me to express to other people how I could help them in their businesses or in their family lives. And so yeah. Yeah. being involved in that type of networking experience, first of all, you're going once a week. So you have no other choice but to stand up every week and say in 30 seconds what it is that you have to offer, what's something that you did you know, this week to help somebody out, and then also ask for something so you're asking this room of individuals who you're looking to meet and you're not necessarily and what I learned because at first I'm just in shooting in parks and at the beach and this sort of thing as I opened my studio I was learning oh okay this is my ideal client this is not just to ask for that client but to ask for people in industries that are in constant contact with with Mm -hmm. that client because that room that you go to once a week to talk to those people become your sales force and so in networking really train the people around you that you are making relationships with it's really like building these relationships. Have them be your sales force because that was always, Nikki, my thing between marketing and networking, you know, in-person marketing worked for me because the client would come to me or a new contact would come to me already basically sold. The person who told them about me and referred them to me, like they're ready to sign up versus yep. seeing, you know, an ad or something where there's like a bunch of steps before you get to have a, a conversation with them.
0: Yep, absolutely. You, that It's so important what you just said. Sometimes it's more about relationship building. Actually, it is all about relationship building. If you can meet one person who will speak from the rooftops about you, it is it will change everything. And you know, sometimes what I did in order to, because I remember walking into a group And thinking like this is super clicky. I'm very uncomfortable. I feel like I'm in an episode of Mean Girls. Like, and not all groups are like this. Like, I don't want to say, but there was a particular group that that's how it was. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to find a way. I'm going to kill kill these people with kindness. I'm just. I'm not going to let it phase me. It is what it is. And I kind of went to one of the like queen bees sort of thing, and I was like, I really want to photograph you. You know, like. I'm super interested in, in what you do. And I and I I would love to photograph you. Like are you interested in doing a trade? And she was like, "Hell yes, sign me up." And then from there, you know, I didn't make any money out of it. It wasn't any, you know, from her specifically. But everything that she said about me from from here on out booked me so many shoots. And we have such a visual craft. I mean, all, they ha- all you have to do is, is get one of the really important people within the group, photograph them, get them in front of your camera. They post their photos online, and it's just, like, go time. Because then they're like, oh, my gosh, who did Christina's photos? Like, who did that? And then they're looking for you you know, it's, it can really, really snowball from there, but all it takes is, is really making a connection with someone. It's so important.
1: I think that you offering her that shoot is another way you and I both, I know, succeeded with in-person marketing because we were offering vouchers. And so Mm -hmm. when I first joined, so I went to all these different networking groups and started one at my church and, you know, had all these avenues of meeting people. But when I got very um, specific with it and moved into a BNI chapter. I used vouchers to immediately gain traction in the group. So they have mm-hmm. what they call a profitability curve. So it's basically it starts out with visibility. So you're in the chapter, they see you every week. You're shaking hands, saying hello, um, saying your pitch, and then networking a little bit after the meeting then you go from there to credibility by having a few of those people maybe as your clients or some of their referral partners as your clients and then the word gets around like hey she really knows what she's doing or oh my gosh look at my family picture she's shooting my wedding and then from there the profitability comes because people are very comfortable referring you and so that's another reason referrals work you're like i said they're already sold it's a no like and trust factor um but when you're in these these specific groups just really pay attention to this the key people who you could give a voucher to who are then going to spread the love, spread the word and send you know a revolving door of people coming at you and there's just nothing better than a happy client giving a true real testimonial as far as marketing goes you cannot pay for that.
0: Totally. It's so true. And I know I'm thinking for people out there who maybe aren't in the like networking group world yet, it might sound overwhelming with like weekly this and there's levels of that and whatever. B&I is a little bit more intense than what I did. I there I didn't have any like attendance requirements or anything like that. I just showed up once a month at like four or five different groups. And I just went for it and started meeting people in that way. And so it wasn't as like strict and regimented. So it really depends on what works best for your personality. But again, if this does not sound like fun to you whatsoever, make sure you watch in the marketing intensive where Sue talks about what it's like kind of being an introvert and doing this. And one of the things she talks about is maybe you have someone that goes with you. You know, maybe you have someone that is selling you for you, your makeup artist or, you know, an assistant or whatever. And then I actually just interviewed Felicia Reed for the Portrait System podcast, and she said she talks all about how she networks. And one of the things she said was, bring a wingman with you. Meet someone in the group who you can be like, hey, I'll talk about you if you talk about me. And then you can be like, oh my gosh, you know, Jenny, have you seen Christina's work? It's absolutely gorgeous. Christina, get out your photos and show her. And then the doors open. And the next thing you know, you're showing someone your photos and you're exchanging information. And it really doesn't have to be this this truly scary thing. But okay, let's talk now, Christina, about what is happening with not being able to have these big in-person events. How is you know, how's it going there in Tampa? What's happening?
1: So yeah, everything's absolutely changed. I just want to follow up super quick and say to your point that when you are doing the not so strict events, the key thing is follow up, follow up, follow up.
0: So don't go to a big event
1: without a goal in mind. Pre-plan, what am I doing at this event? Who do I want to come away with? How many people am I trying to be in contact with? And then set up a coffee via email with their business cards. It's all about, if you're not going to a rigid networking event, follow up with people. That's all I have to say about it. So here we are. I'm an in-person networker. I love nothing more than flitting around a room full of people and shaking hands and meeting people. (laughs) And now we're on Zoom all the time and I'm a little depressed about it. Um, But one of the, so my BNI group has just been trying to look at the positive. So we're one of the largest chapters in the entire United States. We have 108 members. It's basically unheard of. And um, the reason is because they pass so, it's $12 million in business going around. Each seat is worth, you know, a significant amount of money. So the attrition didn't happen when we moved to zoom because everybody truly understands the value of this group. So, Um, Here we go on to these zoom meetings. Now it does. There's a little bit of ease of access so we can easily invite visitors because to get up at 630 in the morning on a Friday, especially in my industry, if you're in the events industry or something like that, uh, it's not that appealing. But to say, hey, at seven, you want to pop on this zoom call, you can be in your bun and your pajamas. I feel like it's it's a little easier to get people together maybe on Zoom, and it's a little less intimidating. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that's good. And then um, actually this past week, this past Friday, I had my eight-minute presentation. And so what that would typically look like in our chapter is that I'm standing in front of the room of 100 individuals, and I have a screen behind me and a PowerPoint presentation, and I'm going through my photos and telling stories and talking about um, how I do my business. So this time I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? I'm just going to sit here and talk for eight minutes and make everybody fall asleep. So what I got to do is an opportunity I wouldn't have had without this situation. Is I got on Zoom on my phone and I gave everyone a tour of my studio. So here's 115 engaged business owners or people in their business making decisions, and I showed them the salon and I walked through our dressing room and then I got to talk about the entire process. So we're just trying to find new ways to pivot and make this kind of forced way of the world work for us. And that totally um, falls into networking and and in-person marketing as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, okay, I do want to preface something. And I know this, you've had a similar experience with this as well. When I first started this, I was going to networking meetings constantly, like as many as I could fit in the month I was doing. And I did that for two years straight. And honestly, well, okay, I take that back. I was going to say that I haven't really been to a networking meeting in like two years, but that's in Seattle. I just haven't needed to. It snowballed to the point I put the work in up front, and then it just kept snowballing. I am getting referrals from people who I was in networking groups in five years ago that I haven't seen in five years, and I'm still getting referrals from them. So I don't want you to think, like, yes, you have to like, every so often, revisit it. And, you know, if things are slowing down for you, ramp it back up again. Like when I moved back to Michigan, I had to really get into a networking group here. So, but I want you to know that I don't want you to think that your life is going to be networking meetings forever because it does, it starts to snowball. If you offer good service, if you have beautiful photos, if, if, you know, if people keep referring you, it just is so amazing. And, and so Now, the networking group here in Michigan, what they're doing is it's all online. It's in-person connects, we call them. And exactly what you said, Christina, now you can show people, like they're staring at a video screen. You have the perfect opportunity to show them this one-minute slideshow or 30-second slideshow. Find out how much time you have individually to speak and have it ready. Another um, like really great reason to make this slideshow of your work because now you don't even have to sit and talk. All you do is show your slideshow and you entice people and you're like, sweet. Like, you know, it's just, I know that it's hard right now with not having in-person, but there's always a way to make it work.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That type of marketing is so powerful. Like me watching those videos as someone who's been in this business for a long time, I had an emotional reaction to both your older video and Sue's video, I mean, it does something to you. And so I highly encourage mixing. If, if you are networking and you're spending time doing that, still mixing in all kinds of other marketing. And I've tried marketing that doesn't work, to be honest. Like there's been times where my studio has put out money for, you know, I wanted high school seniors one year and I thought, okay, how am I going to access specifically high school seniors? And so I went and rented a giant banner at the football field at the big high school around here. And I was in there, you know, football marketing, I've done golf club. Honestly, like for me and my studio, nothing came of that type of thing. So it, it depends, I think, on the area and everybody's strengths, finding out what in marketing works for you. Vouchers worked really well for me. Making Animoto videos uh, worked for me and then boosting them on Facebook mm-hmm. or like boosting them on social media. That increased one, uh, one month. I tried that out. I did an Animoto video, boosted the post on Facebook, and I had a 40% increase in headshot bookings that month.
0: So there's ways
1: to put your time, your effort, your money that work for you, that make you feel comfortable, that's authentic to you. And then every once in a while, go outside of your comfort zone and see what else you can stir up and build those relationships.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I also spent money, it's funny that you say that, I spent money on on a magazine, like a senior magazine. It was like the basketball magazine, the football magazine. I had this, I thought it was like the most beautiful ad. I loved it. And I spent quite a bit of money on it. And I got no bookings from it. So, you know, it, it it is it's a matter of finding out what works for you. And it's yeah. Okay, so I just want there's a couple questions before we move on to the next topic. Someone asked um what if we don't have any networking groups in Mexico and how can we market? So, I have a hard time believing that there are literally no marketing groups in Mexico. I could be wrong. But if if I am wrong, You could start one because I have a feeling there are lots of entrepreneurs in Mexico. There are insurance agents, there are realtors, there are life coaches, there are all of the things. You could start your own networking group. There are groups, I swear, there's got to be groups in Mexico. Maybe I'm crazy, but I don't think you're crazy. Like people have said that. Well, what about my small town? You guys, I live in a town of 3,300 people. Like I live in, I don't even have a grocery store in my town. So if I can make it work here in Michigan, and granted, I am driving 45 minutes to get to my, well, now I'm not because it's Zoom. Okay, and that's another thing, too, is if you live in a small town and there's no none nearby, now you can just join the closest one on Zoom, and then you're good to go. So there's no excuse there. There's no excuse there. Um, okay, so someone asked, I understand this kind of networking works for business like if people need business headshots but how can we market to families that way? I would probably I'm probably correct in saying that most of those women have a family. So you just go to you just market what you want to book within that group. It doesn't have to just just be headshots. Most of most women want family photos as well. What do you Christina, have you ever booked family photos that way?
1: Oh, of course, tons and tons. And so two things I'll have to say about that. I mean, Firstly, you are not always networking to the per you're not trying to sell to the room in networking don't think mm-hmm. of networking as Oh, there's a woman in the corner. I want I want her as my new client You want to know who that woman knows so say there's 20 people in the room each of those 20 people knows 20 people Right think about how many people are in the room now So yes. if you go to that woman and you book a headshot from her great And then she loves her headshot and on her way out of your studio, she says, oh, could I bring my husband and my kids in one day? Great. Do that as well. She puts it on Facebook and two of her friends book their family shoots with you. Great. But what if that woman and her husband volunteer at the private school that their kids attend? And now you have access to every family at that school. Or what if she knows the owner of a child's clothing boutique? And you could somehow find a way to get cute clothes and, send, and say, hey, I'll send my clients you to you to get cute clothes for their kids, for their family shoots, if you'll put one of my flyers up in your store. I mean, there's so many ways to do it. It's not about selling to the room at all. It's about building relationships over time, keeping them, having integrity, um, mm-hmm. you know, doing your best quality of work. And that's where you can blossom doing in-person marketing.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Someone had also asked if these like kind of semi-formal, informal networking groups require paid membership and they do. So, I know the one here in Michigan Boss Ladies that I'm part of, it's $199 for the year. So, you're talking less than 20 bucks a month. Now, when you do go to each event, I think it's like $10 per event. But here's a here's another way that you can do trade. So, this kind of happened by accident, but it worked out really well. I really wanted to photograph The founder of this group here in Michigan, because I knew that I needed to repeat what I did in Seattle. And as frustrated as I was that I'm like, I've already done this. But if I wanted to build my business here, I had to do it again. And so I went to the founder of the group and I said, Hey, Kelly, I really want to photograph you. Like, you don't have to pay me anything. It's free of charge. I just really want to do it for you. And she was like, seriously? And I was like, yes. And she was like, oh my gosh, yes. And you know what she did? She gave me a free membership for the year. And then I didn't have to pay for like multiple of the meetings because she was just so appreciative of me doing her photos. So there's like, if you can't afford the 20 bucks a month or whatever it is at this time, there's always a way to 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 work it out. And most groups will allow you to visit two times one or two times for free just to check it out. So there's always that option as well just to make sure it's you know what you want and you know if, if you're interested in it. Okay, so next question is Nikki or Christina, how did you pivot from handing out a gift voucher in person to doing it online? Do you just verbally offer them a gift voucher or actually email one over?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I mean I'm I'm no longer in the place in my business. Uh, where I'm offering gift vouchers, that was you know seven years ago for me. But my suggestion would be, say you're on this Zoom call, and a lot of them that I'm on, people will put their their name and their job title up in the little Zoom box, so you can kind of get an idea of who's in the room, and and then when they're talking, whatever it is, if you're doing a thirty minute you know presentation or something, or thirty second, I'm sorry, presentation make little notes like who is it that was in there and then usually there's a chat sometimes in the Zoom where you can say hey I'd love your contact info and just reach out to them after that and you can offer them you know it doesn't have to be a physical gift voucher it honestly doesn't even have to be fully designed it could just be an offer of I would like to give you a photo shoot the value is $300 um I have the option to add hair and makeup or you know during this time our salon as is, is being pretty strict with the hair and makeup because of the mask so we're just kind of doing eyes and hair um, and then we, we change when we come over to the studio. So there's always a way to make that work. I wouldn't let that stop you from giving out vouchers. It's really just offering people a session, but also placing a value with it. So it's not like, I'll give it to you for free because then they think yeah. of it as $0 of worth. So it's placing the value, knowing, letting them know what you're getting um, and just shoot them an email. There's no, That's not a big deal.
0: Yeah, for sure. And Sue, there is a video on the Sue Bryce Education website about doing free shoots and using gift vouchers to do that. So- Make sure you watch that video too if you're wondering about gift vouchers. It's a really good one. So someone had asked me, "What did I how did I how did I get the woman who in the in the mean girls like networking group? How did I get her to talk to her friends and clients about me?" Once you provide someone with a really great experience, they're going to talk about you. And and I'll I'll be honest, I'm strategic with who I choose to do these free shoots and trades with. I will look on their social media. If they are someone who like, "Oh my gosh, make sure you go visit my chiropractor. He's the best chiro- chiropractor in the world." Like someone who's very active on social media and who's saying nice things about other people that they've used, even if they don't have a big following, so those people who are willing to talk about others, those are the, those are your people. Those are the ones who are absolutely going to talk about you. If if you if you choose someone who is never on social media and you never really see them posting other than like you know, people saying happy birthday to them or whatever, might not be a very good choice. So yes, ask for the referral, because that is super important. And I swear, there's always a video for that on Bryce education, contact, sales contact number five is ask for the referral. So if you're wondering how, watch that video, Sue walks you through step by step asking for the referral. But when it comes to doing these trades, it doesn't always work out like, the best. You know, I've done trades with some people who didn't really talk a whole lot about me and that's okay, whatever. But most of the time, they're going to. If you provide them with great service, give them beautiful photos and just make it a memorable experience.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you, Nikki. If you're if you're offering them something that they ended up valuing and they had a great time doing, they're going to talk about it. And also remember mm-hmm. that networking is not a selfish act. So you know, if you go into a group and you connect with a a man or woman who's maybe a CPA and maybe you and your CPA don't have a relationship, a working relationship where they're passing you business and you say, I'm going to try Michelle out because she seems like a great CPA. Michelle is going to be that much more apt to either send you business or use you for when her, you know, her whole office needs staff photos or when her family photos come around because you're doing business with her. So when you are, Networking or reaching out or doing vouchers or even you know trading different businesses. Really think about what what I can offer them too. Like what services am I already using and paying for in my life that those people are at these networking groups? I can now utilize them, and it's just another push for them to feel like, hey, I owe that person a referral because they sent me to this week. You know, it's just always about being a giver.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, one last thing, and then we're going to switch over to online marketing and I'm going to bring Jerson on, but someone asked, help me understand the draw of networking groups. Everyone comes because they want to spotlight their business. Do they do other things? How would I get people to join? So yes, the idea is that of course we all want to book new clients. That is the goal for everyone. However, it is not just about booking for yourself. It's about referring to other people, like exactly what Christina just said. So in a group there might be other photographers. Some some groups are very specific; you can only have one of each category. I've always been part of groups where there ha- are other photographers in the group with me, and that's okay. There's enough clients for all of us. There might be, like I said, life coaches, insurance coaches. Sometimes groups have you know are full of MLMs. Like you just never know. Some, and well, and some groups don't allow MLMs. So it, everything is it's such a variety. And if you want to get people to join, if you're thinking about starting. A networking group. I mean, it's just all about. We want to hear about your business. We want to connect you with like-minded entrepreneurs who can spread the word about you. I mean, I've never started a group, but all I can recommend is for you to just go check a couple out. And if you're in a small town, yes, that might mean driving a little bit further. But you. But again, with Zoom now, there's there's just no excuse. Christina, is there anything you want to add about um, the in-person? Marketing or networking groups?
1: Yeah, I would say, I mean, like you said, there's there's just no excuse to do it because think about it as everyone, like you just said, like-minded. Everyone's in the same boat. And mm-hmm. everyone who has shown up has already made the effort to say, I offer a product or a service. I am here because I am open and willing to take new clients and meet new people. Like somebody who doesn't need clients is not going to go network. So you already know the people in the room are looking to give and receive referrals. It's a referral-based source of um, achieving your sale, basically. And don't look at it like you're here to meet these 10 people, Look at it like you just want to know who their network is, how are they connected in your community, who in your community can they help? You in turn can help, and who whose services can you utilize? It's it's just a it's kind of a big happy family way to support your community. I, I always look at things as community, and I I love the people who live around me, and they all end up being my clients. It's crazy all the connections and little weaves that you find when you're networking. Oh, I know so-and-so, and I do business here, and oh, you own that restaurant. It just For me, it feeds my soul to know that my business is part of a community where there's a bunch of like-minded business owners
0: in it. For sure, for sure. One one thing I want to just comment on before we bring on Jerson, Christina, is printables so I know I used to bring with me I initially started with these larger like five by seven um, accordion cards because you do want to show people your work and and the beauty right now is with in, well not right now right now but with things switching over to so much technology is having Instagram and I can just show people like I can just pull up my phone and show Instagram and they're like oh my gosh but make sure you have your work ready to show people when they're like, what do you do? If you don't want to talk about what you do, show them. Pull up your phone, pull out an accordion card, and just be like, this is what I do. So I ended up getting, I, I didn't like how large the other ones were. Probe DPI does a, a, um, a wallet size, like a two and a half by three inch um, accordion fold out. So it ends up being you know bigger. But it's the size, when it folds up, it's the size of a business card. So I was able to to use those to market and I had some before and afters on one side on the other side I had a couple high school seniors you know whatever it was that I wanted to book and I could be they'd be like what do you do and I'm like here like if I didn't feel like talking that day this is what I do and they're like oh my god Carol did you see this Janice look at this work you know it's like all about having just something to show people if you really don't want to talk like did you ever bring printables with you yeah, I have I have an accordion as well, but one of my
1: favorite things um, from Graffy, I have this gorgeous leather portfolio. It literally looks like a handbag, and it has. Um, you know, my business name, like embossed into it. And I would carry it around like a little handbag. It's a cute accessory. It has a beautiful leather fold over pouch. And then if somebody asked me what I did or, oh, can I see your work instead of busting out my phone, I would open what looks like this handbag and it has matted prints inside of it. And it became like, what? And then I would spread the, you know, matted prints out on a table that we were, and it, you know, everybody would just come, what is this? What is it touching? And I mean, it's like, everybody's booking at that point once you've seen that gorgeous quality. So it's a, it's a cool way to to showcase what you do without feeling like you're just sitting there talking about yourself.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. Awesome. Okay. Well, we're going to do a little transition to some online marketing. So thank you, Christina, as always for joining us and make sure you listen to Christina's podcast episode, episode number three. She talks all about how she grew her business, how she ended up deciding to have this salon attached to it and how that's helped her business and um so yeah thank you thank you thank you thank you yeah okay while we're waiting for Jerson to come on someone um one more thing someone had said I couldn't find I can't I live and also live in a small town I can't find anything where a bunch of women get together so honestly what I did was google search women's networking groups or women's meetups um meetup.com I feel like you can like there's always you, you, there's always something. And again, if you live further, that's just going to mean, you know, maybe driving a little bit further. But honestly, there there are small town entrepreneurs. It's not just in big towns, you know? Even like restaurant owners or real, there's a million realtors in small towns. I mean, you can always find people to get together. You just have to do the work and find. Also, Facebook groups. Facebook groups always have a local page, you know, for your area. Post in there like, hey, are there any business owners out there who want to, you know, get together and networking and ha- you know, start referring each other, you know, that sort of thing. There's there's just always a way to do it. You just have to really just think outside of the box sometimes. Okay, so we could talk about this this forever. I know. But let's bring Jerson Lopez on and we're going to talk about some online marketing because he is just brilliant at his Instagram, Instagram stories. And I want to talk a little bit more about it. Hi, G. How are you? Hello.
2: Hi, Christina. Hi, Nikki. How are you doing?
0: So good. It's always so good to see you. I got to hang out with Jerson during our Portrait Masters Conference last week. Yes. Last week. Yeah. So intense. Yeah. Okay, Jerson, <laughs> talk to me about Instagram because you grew yours pretty quickly. Like, what's what are your secrets?
2: Um. <laughs> I, well, there's a lot of stuff that I t- try to do. Like whenever I hear some new idea, or if I notice that some big influencer or somebody is doing something that is working, I try to apply, however I can, you know, and just see the results. For example, this whole year, um, I decided that I would send a DM to everybody that followed me.
0: Ooh, so for smart! For the new people, for the
2: new people that were following me, because. Yes. Because I learned that Instagram is everything, the algorithm is a computer, it's not a person. So, to deal with the algorithm, they want, okay, let me say like this Instagram wants you to connect with people inside Instagram, right? So, for the computer to know that you are connecting with people is whenever you exchange. Uh, messages or likes or save their pictures or something. So the co- algorithm noticed that there is some connection in between and they raise you up because of that. So that, w- that was one trick that kind of, w- it's working for now and I'm just I still testing that. this whole year. Um, I, I think I, I DMed everybody that followed me this year. <laughs> I think.
0: Wow. Maybe oh I my- skipped
2: some because sometimes it's a little more. But with what creates I just send a little quick message. Hey, thank you for, for following me. If you have any questions about my photography or life in general, just... Yeah. I, and then we start exchanging texts. Because if the person, if they believe it, that was me, because it was, it was not a robot sending a right. message, then they will like that message or they will send another message back. And then we start a conversation. So even if it's just yeah. like an emoji, I send another emoji back. Because then yes. the algorithm notices that there is connection, and then the algorithm bumps us to a little more higher level, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know how that works, but it feels like Instagram will bump anybody that has um, interaction inside Instagram. Yes. And I love Instagram, so I try to I, I spend my energy there. Just because, I don't know, there are so many other stuff that you can do TikTok or YouTube or Facebook. Uh, but if so you pick one that you like, just focus your energy there. I think you can yeah, get some good results
0: that you do that. I love it so much. And it's, (laughs) it's such a way to have personal contact with people. And, and who knows who, like, you're going to meet some really cool people that way, I feel like. Oh, yeah. And I feel like they're much more, people are much more likely to comment on your stuff if they feel a personal connection to you. I'm totally going to start doing this. And I feel like, I feel like you mentioned before that you did this and I must have just like forgotten. Mm -hmm. No, I did.
2: I think I did. I mentioned on the podcast
0: Oh that's right, that's right. Yeah I love I love that. And you you really just inspired me. I think that's gonna be my challenge because the challenges that Sue gave I've done.
2: It is a challenge because then it it takes time because you don't want to be like those automatic messages like hi, I'm out of here, I'm not answering, blah 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 blah, because you want to be personal and you want the person to believe that you wrote that. Right. (laughs) You know, which I did. Totally. It's just, it takes, it takes a little, it takes time. But yeah. I take it as my marketing, instead of hiring somebody to do that, I'm doing free marketing on Instagram, you know. And every time that we connect with somebody and we have a little more interaction, there's yeah. always the possibility that that person can become your client. Always. It's just like going to, like Christina was talking about going to the groups and meeting people, not trying to sell them, just meeting them and being likable and just interacting. Eventually, they will go to your feed, they will see your pictures and they will keep talking. And and then, whenever they think about having pictures done or photo shoots or anything, they will think you first.
0: Exactly, exactly. Hopefully, I love that. Yeah. And, you know, I get messages often. I'm just going to read this one. It says, hey, Nikki, I just came, a- came across your page. We're looking to connect with professionals like yourself. Would love to connect with you. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means, <laughs> first of all. Connect with me how? Yeah. Are you trying to get photos? Are you like, mm-hmm. I-, I don't even know what that means. So I it's know. like, make sure you're being specific. Yeah. Just tell someone, like, I love your work. or Exactly. Find, or, yeah, find a certain post about them. Yeah. So... Or yeah. even
2: even talking about you, like why did that person follow you? You don't know why they followed you. So hopefully it's because of your work or your personality or whatever. But just mention like thank you for your interest in my what whatever you're doing, or, or your portrait, or your wedding, or your baby photography or, or just photography. And then just make sure the the, the texts or the, the message that you exchange are somehow personable, not yeah. Auto- yeah. totally generic, because that's totally. what I think it kills you. Like, I get yeah. emails from random people that I like, oh, we saw your Instagram, and we would like to work together about what or nothing, you yeah. know, just <laughs> totally. very like generic emails or, or messages that I just yeah, It
0: feels <laughs> like they're just trying to get something from me. Yeah, like exactly. They do, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know what I was thinking, when what I do in person, when I do the in-person marketing, or even if I just meet someone on the street, I'm like the queen compliment giver. Because yes. I love saying something nice to someone, and I will find anything about anyone, to, you know, like some sort of genuine compliment, whether yeah. it's about their personality or their shoes or their work or whatever. So I feel like I could just trans transition that to... Instagram where I can find something about that person, whether it's their work or maybe their son is adorable or maybe yeah. they have really beautiful eyes or maybe they're super stylish and, and like give them a compliment that way and that that way they know that you've at least gone to their page and you are like mm-hmm. you know genuine about it. Yeah. I feel you know And so if I you love have that. interesting things in
2: your in your Instagram like if you have now you have reels which is like fifteen seconds or twenty um 20 seconds or something, videos that can be Mm -hmm. in your feed too. So it's not just stories. It can be stories and in your feed. You have IGTV, you have posts, carousel, all those little mini albums that you can swipe. That's another thing I didn't know, which I should know a long time ago. When you post those carousels with like two or three or up to ten pictures, if the person that is scrolling and your picture comes in their feed and if they didn't look at the other ones, your picture is gonna come again with the picture yes. that they didn't look.
0: Totally. I know. Totally. So
2: I'm like, I'm only gonna post those those carousels now because then it comes back to people. If they didn't look, they it's coming back with a different person with a different photo. You know what I mean? Yes. So yep, it's yeah,
0: I just realized that too. That's funny that you yeah. say that, because I didn't realize that until just recently. That
2: and, and IGTV, I think, is this. It's still there. Instagram is still pushing IGTV up very much.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So someone asked, and, and I know, I feel like we can go down the rabbit hole with this one. I know, you know, now that I have kids, I've had to really try to yeah. be very specific about how much time I spend. Mm-hmm. Um, but even, gosh, even when I didn't have kids, I was trying to limit how much time I spend because it can be such yeah. a time suck. So how oh, much yeah. time do you allow, allow yourself every day for social media marketing overall?
2: Um... Like stories, I try to do, I, I notice that when I do, like, 10 stories a day, that creates more visual, visuality. For mm-hmm. some reason, I don't know how. But when I do, like, five stories, is medium. If I do one or two, sometimes it bumps it up. So it's not, I don't really know exactly how that, do, that, that works. So I try right. to be, into it, like, I don't know. Some days I just do one or two stories because nobody yeah, has time all yeah. the time. But whenever I see something interesting, I just repost and do a story. So just so I stay up in those little circles on Instagram, yeah, so people yeah. can <laughs> sure. see my name somehow. Um, but like liking photos is a, a very good one. Commenting, but I spend a lot of time DMing, and mm-hmm. that's the okay. one that spends. It takes time. Because whoever DMs me, I try to DM back. Whoever follows me, I try to DM back. Whoever likes a lot of pictures. Like sometimes, you know, like some people go and like, 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 like a bunch of pictures. Yes. And then I try to say something. I go there, like their picture and try to say something. Just so, because I know I'm not, it's not because of the person. I'm trying to do that with the algorithm too. So it's both things. You're interacting with the person and with Instagram. And you yeah. want everything to go well. up. <laughs> yeah,
0: but yeah, for it, sure. it
2: can take time. Sometimes I, I try, I avoid waking up and going to Instagram or to social media. So I go like probably sometime in the morning, in the afternoon, and at night. Like three times a day, probably. When I'm at the gym, I am on Instagram. So it's like in between mm-hmm. exercise. So I can save time doing that too.
0: Um, right.
2: Yeah whenever you find a little pocket of time
0: <laughs> okay yeah that's that's basically how i am and sometimes yeah. i'm really great at it and sometimes i'm not and i just mm-hmm. try not to put a lot of pressure on myself for it but yeah
2: exactly so
0: one thing though i want to talk about is when when someone does find your page it's so important that you are showing what you want to book. At yes. like the top of your Facebook business page, you should have a gorgeous collage of what you do. Mm-hmm. Your first two or three pinned posts should be your like most beautiful work. It it shouldn't be like a picture of like, you know, a flower or like a sunny day or or like, you know, whatever. Yeah. It needs to be you guys, we have like I think it was proven something like less than six seconds for someone to decide, okay, I feel like I have that number way wrong. I feel like it's only even like three seconds. For someone to decide if they're going to stay and look longer, whether it's your website, your Instagram, your Facebook page, like you have to blow people away from the start. So. You know, and I always try to post something from each shoot that I do, and it might not be like my client work isn't always like blow me, blow them away, you know, blow away everyone. They really love it, and I really mm-hmm. love it, but it might not be like my strongest work ever. So I have to put in some of those award photos, like yeah. every four or five, you know, or sometimes even every third or fourth post I'm doing is one of my favorite photos, some of my best work. So yeah. I'm mixing in, you know, featuring my clients. Mm-hmm. In my personal stuff, you know, with my kids or whatever, with yeah. my like most beautiful work, because you only have a few seconds. So if if yes. you go to your Instagram and your Facebook business page after this and your website, what is the first thing someone sees, and it mm-hmm. better be your yeah. best foot forward.
2: Yeah, and I think um, I, like talking about Instagram, and Facebook. On Facebook, I totally agree with that, but it, I feel like Facebook is a different audience. It's yeah, uh, yeah. more like the family, pe- uh, family people or um, people that are already there in some group and they will visit. Um, and Instagram, I feel like it's is a little more broad and a little more, um, I feel like on Instagram, there's more professionals and more in, uh, young people.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Compared to Facebook. Facebook right. is more family oriented and more, I don't know if that makes sense. So sure. on yeah. Facebook, I feel like you're totally right. You, you have the best work and then you describe a lot, you can talk a lot. On Instagram, it's more of the visual too. I um, mean, mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. of the visual. Um, and you, hopefully, you hope that they will go to your feed. When, they, when you're opening Instagram and you see everybody, you hope that they will click in your picture and also go to your page. Because then, right. in your page, you, they will see all your work. Your work, um, I think it, it is important. I feel like, especially for photographers, portrait photographers, I see so many that the titles say fine art photography or wedding photography or baby born, and then you have just cats, dogs, rocks. <laughs> There's like Personal nothing pictures, to do with the like, title. Nothing. Totally. And even you, I understand that some people are starting and um they're not used to but if you go there it doesn't look professional at all like i don't it doesn't make sense right yeah so yeah if you just just spend like 30 minutes to organize your bio on instagram and then if you want to put cats dogs and stuff don't don't say like fine art portrait photography just say like photographer or just say my life <laughs> or something, Yeah, yeah. you know, because then it, it, it goes against you because nobody's going to believe you or trust or want you to work with you because it doesn't make sense what you're saying with what you're showing. You know what I right. mean?
0: Right. So, and don't be afraid to post old work. I mean, I post old yeah. work all the time and that's okay, especially right now if you're not shooting a yeah. whole lot. I know. Like, there's
2: I noticed nothing like, wrong with that. You know who does that too a lot is Lara Jade. And I'm like, ah, I follow yeah. all these big photographers. I'm like, oh, it's interesting. Because she posts in, in her caption, she's like, oh, I'm still in love with this, this photo from last yep. year. Still in love yep. with this photo from two years ago or something like that. But it keeps her whole page very interesting to look. Because yes, it's so exactly. beautiful. Of course, her work is amazing. But it's so interesting. Sue does that yeah. too. She always yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, have something new, and then she, something that from years ago, and then she talks about something that is coming, like BTS. I think it's it's cool because who tell me one person that is going through all the way down your Instagram to check? Like she if posted that is a, a year picture.
0: ago yes. the same <laughs> one. They do call Britney Spears out on that though. Poor Britney. They're like, repost Britney, and I'm like, so what? Like maybe she didn't feel like taking a selfie today. Exactly. Leave her alone. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I've been doing that recently too, especially like during quarantine when I wasn't shooting anyone. Mm-hmm. And what I started doing instead, instead of because because normally when I post about a client, I say something really special that I loved about that client. Yeah. But then when I'm reposting it again, I'm like, huh. So instead, I started putting exactly how I photographed them. Like, oh, I used a reflector, or this time I used constant light, or yeah, there was a big window behind me with sheer, cur- behind like, so I started being very specific about how yeah. I photograph them. And so that's been good to get engagement as well. People seem to really be interested in that. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it's just, and, and I think people too get stuck on what to post or what to say. Mm-hmm. It's like, just pick a photo you love and find something you yeah. love about that client. Were and, they really nice? Do they have a cool business? Do you like their eyes? Yeah.
2: What is important, I think, is just the consistency of posting
0: Mm-hmm. It's
2: very it's very important. Although I am bad at, right now, I'm not doing that as much. Because I'm like, I'm trying to accumulate some new work. <laughs> and this is a, yeah, yeah. It's something that I've been doing this whole quarantine. I really slowed down on my posts, not on stories, just like on my posting on my pictures. Because I want to accumulate some new work and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start revamping everything. Um, but it is very important because I notice whenever you post consistently, even if mm-hmm. it's once a week or if you decide once a day, once every two days, yeah,
0: um,
2: it it grows. It helps organically. It, it helps to grow your your feed, and you want to grow because more viewers is more possible clients.
0: Yep. So yep. Absolutely. You never know I mean, who's watching, bottom-
2: who's looking. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're right. You never know. You Mm -hmm. never know at all. And the bottom line is that you need to be doing something. Yes. It doesn't need to be perfect, but you have to be doing something. So someone asked, Jerson, do you post the same photos to Instagram and Facebook, you know, just because it's connected? or
2: So I I try to do, but in different times. If I post, Mm -hmm. let's say I posted one picture today, I won't uh, post that picture on Facebook today. Because think about this: if you are on your phone, you jump from Instagram to Facebook, and if you saw the same picture on Instagram, and you go to Facebook and you saw the same person with the same picture, you're like, uh, "I'm not gonna. It's not interesting." Now, the possibility is that if you look at one of my pictures today on Instagram, and then you go to my Facebook, you're going to see another picture, a different picture. So okay. you will, it will keep your interest and maybe you want to follow both. You want to follow Instagram and Instagram and Facebook. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: now if yeah, you absolutely. if
2: everything is exactly the same, it can be the same, but just post in different days or even with a week of difference. Yeah, I, do, yeah, I personally I don't don't recommend to post exactly the same time, like connected Instagram to yeah. Facebook. But some people do and some people it, it works for them. Um, yeah. I think you yeah. need to test, basically test your audience, test with if you like to do that. Because, again, it would be more time.
0: Yeah. And Sue, so, okay, Sue talks a lot about finding your voice and creating your pitch because it really is so important. And this is a way that you can do it as well is in within your posts. Like, I always try to let se- high school seniors know that you get – both in studio photos and outdoor photos and your hair and makeup done. So I'll be like, oh, we started in my studio. I actually just made this post. We started in my studio with a few outfits before heading outside to photograph, you know, Angelina here in, you know, outside or whatever. Isn't she beautiful? And hair and makeup done by blah 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 in my studio. Like I try to explain the experience and what they're gonna get through my posts. Because like you said, with Instagram it's mostly visual visual, but you can say right in there like Oh my gosh, pampered this mama with you know hair and makeup styling in my yeah. studio before her shoot. Now, whoever is reading that knows that you get hair and makeup styling before your photo exactly, shoot. Exactly. So yeah. make sure that okay, so Sue gives you gave you three challenges that she wanted me to tell you to do. I know it's a lot, but it's also important. Figure out your pitch, your 30-second, your 60-second pitch. Make it all about them. What are you gonna do for your clients? Next. Make your sl- – a slideshow, some sort of slideshow to dynamic music that you can put online that you oh, can yeah. show people. It's so, so, so important. And then the other thing is to design your printables. Someone had asked with the pro dpi to, you know, the um, business card size accordion card foldout is called – and I believe it's called Accordion Card. If you And if you can't find it, I remember it was tricky to find, but they have really great customer service, so you can always just call them and ask, you know, where do I find it? I don't re- remember exactly where I did. Another thing I just want to say is if you feel like you are doing all of this and you're still not getting clients, we need to talk about why. Something is going on with what you're saying, with your work, or the energy in which you're doing all this, or maybe you think you're getting out there and you're not as much, like – If you're sitting there thinking, like, okay, I'm sorry I'm doing all this, I'm still not getting clients. Post in our Subrise Education members-only Facebook group and let's like get to the bottom of it. Let's see where you're going wrong and try and work through this with you. Like, let's get more specific. So make a post in there if you're really struggling and not getting clients and let's talk through it because we really, really want to help you. That's the whole point of this 12-week startup is to get you guys. More, increase, you know, increase your sales, more clients in your studio or outside, wherever you shoot, and just to have this sustainable business so that you can quit the job that you don't want to have anymore, you know, or, you know, just increase your sales so you don't have to shoot as much. Maybe you're burning out. You know, if you have a higher sales average, you don't have to do as many shoots every month. I mean, whatever your goal is, we want you to achieve this. So if you're like, okay, I'm doing this, I need help. Post in the Facebook group and let's talk through this. People will jump on and help you. You can tag any of the mentors. You can tag me. You can tag Jerson. Like, let's just try and and you know get you where you need to be. So, Jerson, thank you, thank you, thank you, as always. Yeah, Um, Jerson is on the podcast as well. Any
2: any, uh, questions? Just like you said, we can talk on Facebook. I try to I try to help and answer all the questions. Um, Sometimes I don't really know. I just what I what I think people. Uh, think because I'm doing I know everything it's not that I, I'm just testing I'm just like doing 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 doing. doing you know and that helps so um, yeah test it yeah, all to sure. do uh, however you find like there's so many apps and things that you can be creative in the way to show your pictures these days yeah yeah yep.
0: yep, absolutely <laughs> absolutely so yeah and again I, I think um I can't remember what number you are, Gerson, 20-something. But on the Portland System podcast, what is yeah. it? 14. Oh, 14. Gerson knew his number. Oh, so yeah. Gerson is episode 14. <laughs> I was so you excited.
2: Can- <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in the podcast with Nikki. <laughs>
0: oh, so fun. Jerson has such an incredible story of how he grew his business and how he was in debt and got out of debt and you know, from his photography business. And you're just such a beautiful person thank inside you. and out. And we love you. So thank, thank you. Thank you. And, thank, and thank you again to Christina Hauser for being here. So yeah, this is marketing week six. Lots of work to do this week, but just one step forward. Just take one step forward every day. We don't expect you to, like, do everything all at once. It is a marathon, not a sprint. But if you don't do something, you're never going to get there. Just one thing each day to move yourself forward again, if you need to revisit weeks one through five, do it. Like keep asking questions in the Facebook group, keep engaging. Like you can totally do this. I promise. I was in your shoes at one point and it is, you know, Jerson was there. Everyone that you see that is on this, that I interview on the podcast or whatever, we've all been there. We know what it's like. You just have to do the work. And and I swear it can be just so life-changing. So Thank you all for being here with us live, and we will see you for week seven next week. Thanks, guys.